Hello and welcome to the season four preview episode for There Was an Idea, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. In this episode, the legacy of that shield is complicated. In just a few days, we will finally see what was meant to be the first Disney Plus series for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. As both an MCU fan and somebody in the podcasting space, this is a really exciting moment. It's also a bit of a conflicting moment coming off of the heels of WandaVision, which was such a, I'll speak for myself, incredible experience in ushering in the Disney Plus TV series strain of MCU content. And that show spoke to me on such a deep personal level, and I truly enjoyed talking about the character journeys and big ideas in that show each week here on the podcast. In fact, I'm not quite ready to give it up yet. So later this week, I will be releasing one more episode related to WandaVision, and that is going to be a bit of a retrospective and include some reflections on what we saw in the Marvel Studios Assembled making of WandaVision special. That's going to also feature Trey and Jude from MCU Need to Know, so I'm really looking forward to that. Now, the other half of my brain is getting ready for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And watching the brief Marvel Studios Legends episodes on Sam Wilson, on Bucky Barnes, on Zemo, and on Sharon Carter has really excited me for what we're going to see in this show. Captain America the Winter Soldier is one of my favorite MCU movies, and it's something that is so different than the side of the universe that was that was deep more deeply explored in WandaVision, but I'm equally as excited to see more exploration of that part of the universe with this show. Like with WandaVision, each week here on There Was an Idea, I am going to watch the most recent episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and record my take for the podcast. Again, like WandaVision, I won't be doing a scene-by-scene breakdown or review per se. I'm going to stick with the big ideas, themes, standout character moments, intertextual connections to other entries in the MCU, as well as perhaps other texts as well. And I'm eager to see what types of concepts arise when watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. As always, I intend to bring in the perspective of different guests. And if you're a listener of the podcast who plans to watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier each week and would be interested in having your voice heard on the show, please feel free to reach out to me at anidea underscore podcast on Instagram or Twitter. So, Before the premiere of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier later this week, I wanted to take some time to reflect on the journeys of Sam Wilson, The Falcon, and James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier, in the MCU so far. So one of the biggest takeaways for me from watching the Marvel Legends special on Sam Wilson is just how much he has been a part of in the MCU. He has interacted with so many characters and has been involved in so many crucial moments in the story. And I guess by in the story, I mean the overall arc of the Infinity Infinity Saga. He was part of the events in Civil War. He was part of the Battle of Wakanda in Infinity War. It's his voice that begins perhaps the most, if not one of the most iconic scenes in the entire Infinity Saga. 
the portals scene, which even seeing the brief clip of it in the legend special again, it gives me chills every time. And I know I'm not the only one. Him saying on your left, such a beautiful callback to the introduction we get for his character in The Winter Soldier. In addition to those movies I've already mentioned, Sam also appears in Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. So again, to reflect on how much we've already seen of this character and just how important he is, but how he has not been in the spotlight so far is really interesting. And I, and I think it's such a cool opportunity that Marvel is seizing to dive more into his perspective and his background. And I'm hoping in this show we explore a little bit more about what he was thinking and feeling in some of those crucial moments in the MCU so far. For example, Sam was blipped. And one of the things that WandaVision did so brilliantly was to circle back to that moment that we had seen some of in Spider-Man Far From Home, of course, but to circle back and see what that experience of being unblipped would be like through the eyes of Monica Rambeau and that brilliant hospital scene in WandaVision episode four. So I'm hoping that we maybe get to see or hear about Sam's experience with the blip and coming back from it. We do learn some information about Sam's past in the armed forces in, of course, the Winter Soldier. We learn that he lost his buddy in war. And we also learn what type of person Sam is, that he has been through, that he has been through these struggles and he's made it his mission to try to help other people who've been through similar trauma. And we also learn very quickly that he is extremely loyal and honest and honorable. So he's a good person to have on Captain America's team because these are the categories that we, or at least I, associate with Captain America. We also know that he is very funny, and a lot of that is due to the wonderful acting of Anthony Mackie. But I think it will also be interesting to perhaps see some of the darker side of Sam in this upcoming series. What weighs on him? from his past still, perhaps. How is he going to navigate some of the new expectations on him? Where is his identity journey going to go now that he has been past the mantle of Captain America and the legacy of that shield by Captain America himself? And we hear him say at the end of Endgame, it feels like it's someone else's when, when Cap asks him. So that's a really nice setup for where Sam might be going next in this show. Then, of course, we have Bucky Barnes. He appeared first in Captain America, the first Avenger. In that movie, we see him as a young man enlisting in the army to fight in World War II. And we see the close friendship that he has with Steve Rogers, which predates Steve becoming Captain America. And, of course, we get that classic line, with you till the end of the line, which, of course, comes back later. In that movie, we meet and say goodbye in many ways to Bucky Barnes, or at least that iteration of him, because the next time we see him, he is the titular Winter Soldier in that film. Of course, it's difficult for both Steve, now Captain America, and for us as viewers to see his close friend, who was a good person and a hero, be turned into an assassin, and as we eventually learn, not by his own choice. So for me, that's part of what makes The Winter Soldier such a such a successful entry in the MCU, in that the hero versus villain battle has such personal stakes. 
Bucky's character is extremely compelling because because his story raises a lot of questions about identity and free will and choices. This is exemplified in Captain America Civil War when Bucky says, I don't know if I'm worth all this, Steve. And Steve tells him that all of those horrible things he did wasn't him. And Steve says, you didn't have a choice. And Bucky says, I know, but I did it. So that guilt is going to be really interesting to explore more and more in this new show. And it also speaks to this question of how others perceive us and that aspect of our identity, because even though Bucky didn't choose to do those horrific things, the consequences are very real. And it does change how other people might see him, and he's very aware of that. But we see further evidence of his integrity as a person when he makes the choice to go back under because he can't control what's in his head and doesn't want to risk hurting more people. We also see Bucky get his new arm in the post credit scene for Black Panther, and we also see him fight alongside the heroes in Infinity War and Endgame. Throughout all of these films, we also see a fun, bantery relationship develop between both Sam and Bucky. And of course, seeing the trailers for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we can see that the show is definitely going to lean into that. And I think we're also going to see more about how their relationship is going to develop, how there may be some tension between them, and that's going to make for very interesting storytelling. I was excited to see that Marvel Legends on Disney Plus not only included episodes on Sam and Bucky, but also on Zemo and Sharon Carter. Revisiting Zemo's moments in the MCU so far, it was really striking to think about how similar his story is to that of Wanda, how he lost his entire family in Sokovia and has this resentment against the Avengers. Of course, we know Wanda went in a different path, but Zemo is another character study in how that level of trauma and loss may manifest itself. We know that Zemo's motivation in Captain America Civil War was to, quote, see an empire fall, to see it crumble from within. And so he took actions to get the Avengers to kill each other, as he says, knowing that he couldn't kill them himself. In that film, T'Challa also tells him that vengeance has consumed him and keeps him from killing himself, resulting in him getting locked up and a very cryptic comment to Everett Ross, suggesting that his plan perhaps has not failed after all. So Zemo is set up to be a very interesting antagonist here in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We know from the trailer that he is still that he is still doing this, I think he he calls it work, of trying to undermine, get rid of superheroes in the world. And I really think that in the post-Endgame world, in this phase four of the MCU, to continue to see different explorations of of how people relate to superheroes and you know, this anti-superhero sentiment that we see coming from Mysterio and company in Spider-Man Far From Home and that we see from director Hayward in WandaVision. I'm really excited to see where that goes. Then, of course, there's Sharon Carter. I really liked her appearances in both The Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, so I'm excited to see that she's going to be back. She too, like Sam, like Bucky, is a person who, though we've only seen a little bit of her so far, we can see that she's extremely loyal, has a lot of integrity, wants to stand up for what's right, and so has been on Cap's side. We have this group of people in Sam, Bucky, and Sharon who the thing that they have in common is their loyalty to 
Captain America to Steve Rogers. And I think that they all have this, these qualities to them that are really admirable. Of course, it's Sharon who gets to deliver one of my favorite lines in the MCU. And I know it originally came from the comics, the compromise where you can, where you can't, don't. Even when the whole world is telling you to move, plant yourself like a tree and say, no, you move. And I think that while those words are not her own here, they're attributed they're attributed to her Aunt Peggy Carter in the MCU, they do resonate with what we've seen with her character so far. I noted in the Legends episode that while they show the scene of her flirting with Steve before she has revealed herself to be an agent, when she is still undercover as his neighbor, they don't show the scene in Civil War in which they share a kiss. And I don't know if that was intentional because the show is not going to um, address that very much. Of course, we know given Steve's ending in Endgame, they go in the direction of Peggy being his true love and his happy ending. And there's certainly some awkwardness to the fact that he shared a little bit of a romantic tension with Nice, but I don't know. We'll see if they if they reference that at all. So that's all for this mini episode. I am very much looking forward to digging into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier each week on the podcast. In the meantime, you can follow me at anidea underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening.